What's up, everybody? It's Austin Rivers from the Minnesota Timberwolves. It's a new year, and I have a new podcast here at The Ringer, Off Guard, hosted by me and my guy, Pasha Hugigi. Austin and I go way back and talk so much hoop already that we figured it was time to fire up the mics and let you in on all of these conversations. Every week, Pasha and I will hit on the biggest stories happening in the league and get Austin's perspective of someone currently hooping in the NBA. Tap into Off Guard every Friday on The Ringer NBA show feed on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Hello, friends. Danny Heifetz here. I'm in a historic butler cabin for... A tradition unlike any other, the Mocksters, here on CBS. And I'm teeing off with three men wearing green jackets. Danny Kelly, Ben Solak, and Craig Horlbeck. Get in the hole! <laughs> you actually Four. can't yell at the Masters. You can't yell. So oh, that, no? That would okay. be There's a lot of rules there, aren't there? You can't have your phone, so Solak would be screwed. They take your phone. It's like you're it's like the 1950s. You're eating like one dollar pimento cheese sandwiches. You can't you have no <laughs> technology. You don't know what time it is. I don't know how I feel about this. You don't have your phone, so Solak would be screwed, shot across the bow that I was unprepared <laughs> for. It's just a dagger. You, you're on your phone like half the podcast. I am a member of Gen Z. So contractually speaking, I have to check my phone once every two minutes for science and comfort. This is, I, I, I don't want it to be this way. This is just the way it has to be. I'm the same way. So don't worry. It's not, it's not generational. I do the same thing. It's ADD. So today we're talking about who we think is going to win the Masters yeah. for an hour. <laughs> TK, Sandra who's your first pick? I have, I Sandra Shoffley. No idea. No idea. Who's the guy on No Laying Up? Who's the guy who does that golf podcast? Is he, is he a player or is he just like a guy who talks? It's multiple people, not a player. Okay, well. So that's the extent of Ben Solek's golf knowledge. Yep. <laughs> so I think that's going to be kind of like a good little uh, amuse-bouche for this podcast, which is uh, Craig and I are super into the Masters. DK is like trying to get into golf because he's a dad now. Solak, <laughs> I don't really think he'd be bothered. But it is Masters week. And so we were like, we're going to do, we're going to go through the entire first round, pick one to 30. Well, 31, actually, because the Dolphins gave up their pick try and get Tom Brady and fail. But there's 31 picks. We're going to go through every single one and we're going to figure out who's going to take who. Like, we're just going to kind of just try to vibe it out and be like, all right, what are they going to do? But you know what? Masters week, picks are kind of a lot like golf where it's like you have this urge to kind of just go for glory, but you also have this urge to not look like an idiot. And those are really the two main driving forces like when you're making these decisions. <laughs> yeah. So go to NFLDraft.TheRinger.com. You can see DK. We got mock drafts from DK. We got big board scouting reports and all these players we're going to be talking about. I've got team needs there, and I'm going to be discussing a lot of those here. But team needs, everything you need at NFLDraft.TheRinger.com. But right now, we're going to just tee off. We're going to just do it. We got the foursome, and we're just going to go through the whole first round. Mm, And we're going to have some really mixed golf metaphors. 
forcing them in like tin cup, explaining ones that going to go over like everyone's heads. It's going to be great. <laughs> I like how all of our shows now are just kind of like loose connections to like whatever is relevant in pop culture right now. And we like do a decent job of connecting the dots, but not really. I think I think it's like a, we're trying to see what the limit is, right? Like in, in a month from now, it's going to be like grading the NFL draft based off of the dentist convention. Like you can just see, see how what how esoteric of a of a national event we can use. Until we get to next year's combine, when we just cover a different industry convention that's in yes. Indianapolis, like a dental convention. All right, we're doing it. First on the board, first off the tee, the Carolina Panthers. Mm. Traded up to the top pick. They're taking a quarterback. I am curious. Obviously, the question is just which quarterback. And I feel like these quarterbacks are all so different. CJ Stroud, Ohio State, feels like the nice, easy, like just nice, easy swing down the middle. Like, don't try to kill it. Like, you're going to just put it on the fairway. And then you've got Anthony Richardson out of Florida, who's kind of like the happy Gilmore. Like, you're on a municipal course, short, <laughs> short holes. And your friend's like, I think I could just put this on the green on this par four. You're taking several steps before you hit that ball. Like, you're like, you could either the miss the ball completely or, or hole in one of par four. <laughs> and then there's Bryce Young, where you're just like, you know what? Keeping the driver in the back. I'm just going to like hit my four iron. It's going to leave yes, it short. You're mini, but you're like, mini golfing. Oh, wow. Harsh. What Thank do we you. actually think the Panthers do here, though, DK? Damn, this is tough. I think my... You're the caddy, DK. You're, you're the caddy of the <laughs> Carolina Panthers. What do you recommend? I'm just picturing the Happy Gilmore caddy now. It's uh, slanting slightly to the left. <laughs> um, no, that's just because you got one shoe on. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I think they're, I think they're going to take CJ Stroud. I, the, all this smoke lately about Bryce Young feels like just that. It feels like smoke. It feels like they're trying to maybe leverage the Texans into trading up one spot, whatever. I don't... To me, it's just like everything that we heard right away when when the Panthers traded up with CJ Stroud, to me, he does feel like the safest, highest floor pick of this group. Um, you know, we saw all the, what looked like genuine emotions of the Panthers front office and brass, like talking to CJ Stroud at the pro day. Like they looked enamored. I don't know. To me, it, it all just points to CJ Stroud. I do keep thinking about if Adam Schefter or someone tweeted hearing that Panthers quarterback coach, Josh McCown has already told CJ Stroud they'll be playing pickup basketball together when he lives in Charlotte, North Carolina. And then I think, all right, instead of them tweeting that, what if all of us just watch that on live television? Because we did. He said that. <laughs> and I know that that's not enough to guarantee it. But if they take Stroud, we'll all feel really stupid for even talking about it. Uh, okay. I'm ready to look really stupid. <laughs> I am currently of the opinion that the quarterback pick for the Panthers is anybody but CJ Stroud. Because, oh, okay, here's my thing. Here's my thing. It's been a month almost since they traded up for that pick. And the immediate reporting afterward was like, this is probably for CJ Stroud. There's a couple guys they like, but it's probably for CJ Stroud. And the further away we've gotten, the more I've had people tell me when the Panthers traded up, they thought they were trading up for CJ Stroud, which if <laughs> this again, it hadn't changed. <laughs> and they were still getting C.J. Stroud, then people wouldn't be saying that. People would be like, it's C.J. Stroud. But people keep saying, when the Panthers traded up at first, it was for C.J. Stroud. That's the only thing we know, which leads me to believe that they're barking up a different tree. I have had Anthony <laughs> yeah. Richardson, no matter what, written on my whiteboard for like a month and a half. I would love for that to come true. I think that's very justifiable. I also think that like Bryce Young's smoke is happening. I think that at the very least... It's April 4th. We're over three weeks out. 
I still don't think the Panthers know 100% who they're taking. Oh and my god! To me, I think I think if it were Stroud, <laughs> I think we would know by now. I think it would be it would be leaked enough to the public such that the markets would have heavily moved. It would have been taken off the board. You would have seen maybe not like Schefter or Rap, but like some major insider say like the Panthers have landed on CJ Stroud. I think they're going a different direction. That's 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 the feeling in my gizzard. That's what I feel in my bones. <laughs> gizzard, <laughs> your gizzard. Yeah. Oh man, the whole the idea that they're trading up and don't know who they're t- taking just to me is just the most ludicrous thing in the world. I can't believe that anyone would do that. Now it's happened twice, apparently. Us comparing them taking Anthony Richardson to the Happy Gilmore swing is perfect because I could just see the Panthers like sucking next year, but there's like three incredible plays, and it's like, oh, did you see that? Like hole in one in a par four, and they're like, yeah, what he finished dead last? No, yeah, yeah, he had a, he had a good day though. <laughs> Yeah, that's you got a bit. Oh, he threw the ball eighty yards. Yeah, but they lost the game thirty-five to seven. No, yeah, yeah, he had a good day though. He he makes an eighty-five yard touchdown pass. He's like, oh my god, that was so much easier. I should just do that every time. <laughs> yeah. All right. So if we go to the second pick here, we have the Houston Texans. I. It is obviously contingent on who the Panthers take first. I, the Panther, the Texans are taking quarterback. There's like some. I hate to use the word buzz that the Texans might not. I literally don't give a shit. The Texans are taking a quarterback. If anyone wants to contend that, please let me know. Ben's so like got a huge a smile on his face. Please, literally lay out the case. Please. I'm such an agent of chaos, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I yes. don't trust Ben Look anymore. Look me in the eye and tell me the Texans will not take a quarterback. <laughs> Do you know, you know, Untitled Goose Game, which is the game where you're just like a goose running around causing issues? I do. That's how I, I largely feel my life presides. I'm just looking for opportunities <laughs> to cause problems. Um, here, I think I think I, I would right now put the chance the Texans take a quarterback at two overall at 99%. I absolutely do 100% think that there is a world in which they don't. The world is they only like one dude enough to like really justify taking him at two. Remember, they have picked 12. And so that dude goes one and then they say, all right, let's move back to six and we'll probably still get a guy that we like or let's move back and then move up from 12 and get the guy at five and like Nick Casario is a notorious I do what I want to do be to my own drum guy and so I don't think that like he'd be too fatutz about it and the roster needs a ton of help so it's not like all they're like you know like the Fatuist. Panthers, you get a good quarterback in there. <laughs> is this still the Passover episode? Is that you? <laughs> <That's right. Fatuist. laughs> call, call back to earlier today or earlier this week Um, I think yeah I, I, I think there's a very small sliver of a chance that they don't pick a quarterback at two. With that said, they're probably going to pick a quarterback. At Ben's going to do this for every single pick. <laughs> so I, I, <laughs> Maybe. I don't. I, there's, no, I will literally refuse to fall into like we're bored and there's we have to come up with new stuff. It, it's early April. Like, no, the Panthers and Texans are taking quarterbacks and you can literally play this clip back the night of Thursday night when we do the draft. If they oh. don't, then I'll just I'll admit Famous I'm the biggest city words. in the world. Hmm. The Panthers. So if they take the Panthers, take CJ Stroud. The Texans have basically been slotted in Bryce Young. I don't even know why. Is it just because the Nick Casario is the GM of the Texans, just has connections to Alabama through Bill Belichick and Bill O'Brien, who is with the Patriots forever, like Coach Bryce Young? Is is that like mm-hmm. the only reason the Texans keep getting slotted Bryce Young? Because why, why couldn't Anthony Richardson go to the Texans? I very much agree. I've been saying this the whole time and I keep saying like, <laughs> if I was something I'm missing, I'm begging a Texans fan to send me a reporting that came in December. That was like the Texans. really like Bryce young to me. This has all been like media generated connection. Like, Oh, Bryce young makes sense for the Texans as opposed to like reporting and, and, and leaking. We have at this stage, early April, 
less information about who likes who where. Not even like the top two guys in quarterbacks, but like who the Falcons like at eight, who the Patriots really like at 14. Like we, I, I cannot remember a time where like every single mock has like more different guys moving different spots and everything like that. So I very much feel like, well, if you made me guess right now who the Texans like a quarterback, I'd probably say Bryce. I don't think it's nearly as strong of a connection as, as it's made to be in terms of how often it's mocked. Uh, I like, again, like, like, like DK said, you're, I'm, Ben's going to do this with every pick. Craig said Ben's an agent of chaos. There's a lot of years before the draft where I'm just like Heifetz said, where I'm like, okay, we're just making stuff up in early April because we're bored. I kind of feel that way about like Hendon Hooker round one nonsense. But overall, most things in this draft, I'm kind of <laughs> like, yeah, because I really like, we do not have a lot of information. The NFL's been very tight on leaks this year. The consensus is all over the place because it's a pretty bad draft. So everybody's got different rankings. We are in for a weird Weird next three weeks and a weird NFL draft. I firmly believe that. All right. So speaking of weird, so we'll just give Stroud loosely to the Panthers. We'll pencil and Texans to give Bryce Young just because I don't know. Sure. Whatever. Cardinals are third. I, I, I they're, I, they're not going to take a quarterback because they just Kyler Murray's massive contract extension hasn't started, which is kind of like if you buy a really nice driver and then you hit it a little and you're like, I hate this driver. You can't get <laughs> another driver because you just spent so much money, but you. Maybe you should. But either way, there's no way that they're getting a quarterback. And then they have to go defense. This is probably the worst roster in the NFL. The defensive guys are so much worse. I think the only question is if they stick at this pick or they could trade down. If they go defense, do they do Will Anderson? Like, who is the defender you think they take here, DK? Yeah, I mean, I think he would be the favorite. Um, Ben has expounded on why it's important to have an elite edge rusher in the Jonathan Gannon defense, right? And that's like, so we're connecting the dots on that. He's also the top player on the majority of big boards that I've seen, or at least the consensus big boards. Um, he's a safe pick. He's a high, high floor pick. Everything you hear about Will Anderson is he's a really good guy, like a really good teammate, high effort, all the stuff that you kind of want from a, a, a top five pick or whatever. So to me, that just make, makes a lot of logical sense that they would pick him. Um, but at the same time, they are another team that's just sort of unpredictable. They, that team is in that. It, this is a chaotic organization. Um, there's a yeah. lawsuit that's happening right now. Former executive is suing the Bidwells, the ownership group. Um, and there's a lot of stuff happening there that we don't need to get into now, but there's mass, massive amounts of drama. I actually saw the other day that according to Vegas uh, odds, the, the Cardinals are dead last in the NFL in terms of like their odds of getting to the playoffs next year. They're in rough shape. This is, mm-hmm. this is a bad team. This is a bad roster. And their quarterback's going to be hurt uh, probably for half of the year, maybe the entire year, if, if they just like slowly bring him back. So, um, yeah, I don't know. To me, it's just, the logical pick is picking Will Anderson and, and moving on, or they could trade back if someone wants to trade into that spot. Yeah, I'd be stunned if the Cardinals pick at three. Uh, yeah. I think they're a clear trade back team. And if so, we go quarterback, 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 one, two, three. It's only the fourth time that's happened in the common draft era. And the Colts are picking him four. And if they go quarterback, we ain't never seen it. We have never seen quarterback, 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 quarterback. One, two, three, four. In like <laughs> yeah. the regular draft era. So Cardinals hold the keys to like a monumental historic draft if they get out of the pick. And I think they will. Wouldn't it be weird if this was the year that they do one, two, three, four for quarterbacks for the first time ever? A year after nobody, like they basically were playing a game of chicken. Like somebody pick a fucking quarterback last year. Like it, the first quarterback obviously went off the board in the first round. But then like after that, everyone was just like, no, I don't want a quarterback. You take a quarterback. I don't want one. You take one. These four quarterbacks are not really that good either, right? Well, they all have at least one major question. Like, that's always been my thing with this class. I don't think that, like, none of them are a Trevor Lawrence caliber prospect, but all of these guys are good. 
Right. All these guys are very solid prospects. You know what I'm saying? Like, like Will Levis, who's like, I think the consensus fourth would go round one in any year, in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, so to me, like, it's not too surprising. So let's just go to the Colts here at four, because this is, I think, a really big part. And maybe they could trade up to three with the Cardinals. I think that would make a lot of sense. But, you know, a team could leapfrog the Colts at four. They, the Colts are going to take a quarterback as well, probably, if, unless they get leapfrog. But if they have the top three, one of the three quarterbacks on the board that they want, and they don't take one, I also just think it's crazy that they wouldn't take one. They've had six starting quarterbacks in week one in the last six years. Like, can't use six drivers in six years? Like, you need to pick a quarterback. So I think there's a world, I, I kind of live in the world where the Will Levis might be falling. Like if no one trades up to three with Arizona, if Arizona stays in this spot, the Colts take a quarterback, maybe they take Richardson or Levis, and then another guy's falling. And if that guy's Levis, the Seahawks are here on the board at five. And I, I almost am tempted to lump the Seahawks and Lions into one conversation with the fifth and sixth pick because they're so similar. They have Geno Smith and Jared Goff under contract, a quarterback. They could take a quarterback. I don't think either will. Like, I, I don't know about you guys if you disagree, but DK, you're the Seahawks fan. But both mm-hmm. these teams, this is the year. Like the Seahawks, we were just talking about how bad the Cardinals is. Cardinals are the worst roster in the NFL. The Rams are maybe in the bottom three as well. The Seahawks, are they're trying to win the division. Like they're two yeah. of their teams in the division are awful and might have top five picks next year. I feel like the Seahawks would be taking the best defender player on the board, whether that's Jalen Carter or Will Anderson. Like, is there any mm-hmm. reason you think they wouldn't? I mean, I definitely lean that direction too with you. I think right now they probably look at the landscape of the entire NFC really and say like, look, we could have a real shot at this. If we if we add, especially after coming off of the last season where they added three or four starters in the draft, like if they can do something similar to that, even remotely similar to that this year, then who knows how good they can be in 2023. So I'm sure they're looking at it that way. But at the same time, like, I don't know, the Seahawks always kind of... Um, do stuff out of left field. So I'm not like ruling out the idea that they would get a quarterback. They didn't give Gino a very big contract. Um, So that would insinuate that they're not like a hundred percent convinced he's going to be the guy for the long term. So, but that's, but that's just a good contract. Like he, like it does. I feel like if you have a good contract, that doesn't necessarily mean you want another quarterback. I don't know with the Seahawks and lions, like making these trades and getting these picks, it's kind of like when you hit your driver and you hit the cart path and you roll down a hill and suddenly you hit it 400 yards. I don't know. I feel like they're like, we're going to get a freaking <laughs> sure. albatross here. Like, I, I got to try to see if I can put this in the pin. I feel like these are both defenders. The Seahawks are in such a nice spot to just do whatever the board gives them. Right. Mm-hmm. Cardinals can't get out of the pick and they have the fourth quarterback there and they like him since Richardson. They take him. Uh, you know, Will Anderson goes at the top and they're, they got Jalen Carter to them and they need a defensive tackle. They need better play in there and they, they're OK with his off field stuff. Grab him. You have the choice of the two and you want an elite edge rusher opposite you. Chen and Uosu, take him. You know, like this team made the playoffs last year, right? Like yeah. there's a playoff team. And here's a list of good players they lost. Cody Barton, Puna Ford, maybe. He's still a free agent. Ryan Neal. We, we, Seahawks fans Rashad are freaking Penny. out about Ryan Neal exactly. this week. Like the, yeah. the, the whole bones of this team are exactly the same as the playoff team from last year. And they have the fifth overall pick. Hey, just go get yourself a good defensive football player, trade back mm-hmm. from 20, make 19 picks between 75 and 125 because you're freaking John Schneider, <laughs> land on a couple, make the playoffs again, you man. Just, the offer is such a good spot. This is exactly what they're going to do. <laughs> I think like, that only applies to the out. Lions, too. I think all of that applies to the Lions, too. Like, it's grab a defender and just roll into the season. Mm-hmm. Yes and no, because the Lions didn't make the playoffs, right? And, like, while that like they were close, obviously there was a chance depending on how the Seahawks game went, we hate that they could have. But Pete Carroll comes in with like tenure, having been a championship coach and having recently made the playoffs with Geno. Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes are on a precipice right now. 
they have masterfully, wonderfully handled this rebuild. And they're at a critical inflection point where they have to decide, do we now make the move for quarterback and start the clock? Ticking clock, you got to get quarterback right. Or do we walk into a season in which you are the favorites in the NFC North consciously accepting that Jared Goff is the guy to get us home. That's a decision they have to make. They're in a much more like tricky crossroads, whereas Seattle's just chug, chug, chugging along. I think Seattle's in, in, in a better spot than Detroit. All right. I I still think Jalen Carter doesn't get past those two teams, the Seahawks lines. Raiders are at seven. This team is defense to me. I, I think it's just a question of who's left. But again, another team that could take Will Levis, kind of really could lump in with the previous two. They signed Jimmy. It's not huge money. Maybe they like Will Levis, but part of me is like they signed Jimmy because they couldn't trade up. I, it's the same story, right? It's quarterback or a defender. Like these three teams are all so similar. I don't have a very good read on the Raiders, to be totally honest. It's I think it is. It's the Josh McDaniels is unpredictable variable. Well, they spent all their money and all their picks on the fun positions, like a quarterback and running back and receiver. It's like they need a, an offensive lineman. Like this team blew five double digit halftime leads. Like there's that must <laughs> yeah, keep all I of them awake at night. Can you imagine yeah. blowing five double digit halftime leads and then not picking a defender? Yes. <laughs> agent of chaos I, I I do so well no I'm just saying I look at an offensive line that's got right now sorry for them Dylan Parham Alex Bars, Jermaine Illuminor and I go yeah I could I could I could I could go offensive line here early uh, I think the Raiders are calls to trade up for quarterback and if they can't get it they might look for trade back or they might sit there and be the first team to take an offensive lineman uh, I think all defensive positions are on the board as well but it matters about like where Anderson and Carter go there here I'll put it to you this way List of positions I'm confident the Raiders don't take. Running back, wide receiver. <laughs> Other than that, man, I mean, like this roster, you could put just about anybody. Like even edge rusher where they have Chandler Jones and Max Crosby. Jones did not have a good season is getting old. Like they could go every direction. They're absolutely like in the top 10 to me, the biggest wild card is the Raiders. Could go. Yeah, the Raiders have up, had one back, good draft. Any position. The Raiders have had one good draft class in 20 years. Falcons are at eight. <laughs> uh, the They need a pass rusher. They need a quarterback, but we don't know if they want a quarterback. And then honestly, I also just wonder if they take Bijan Robinson just because they want to run the ball. I, where are we on the quarterback situation? They have Desmond Ritter and Taylor and they have Taylor Heineke, actually. So I, they said they were out on Lamar. I don't know if that has anything to do with whether they take a quarterback. If Levis is here, maybe they would take Levis. But if the quarterbacks are gone, I don't know. It's like, do you think they would take like a Tyree Wilson or like a Bijan Robinson? The team um, in, the, in the entire smattering of maybe quarterbacks. Seahawks at five, Lions at six, Raiders at seven, Falcons at eight, Titans at 11. The team I am most confident will not take a quarterback is the Falcons. I think the Falcons want to see what they got with Ritter. They gave a very big quote-unquote backup contract to Taylor Heineke. And, and I think that they're comfortable with that, that world. I also think that they are not going to be beholden to positional value. Like if you just look at the way this team's ran, uh, they gave big money to David Onyemata, to Jesse Bates, to, to a guard, Chris Lindstrom, right? Like they have not in any way been a team that's like, all right, we have to pay edges. We have to pay wide receivers. Like that's just not been their approach. Uh, they scream Bijan Robinson to me. I, I, every mock you see me have from here on out, unless I get new information, is probably going to have Bijan at, at eight to the, the Falcons. I think that's exactly the sort of player Arthur Smith wants to run the offense of his dreams. And that's what he's going to get. The only thing I think about is that so last year, more than half the teams in the league had 40 sacks and the Falcons don't have 40 sacks in the last two years combined. And so it's I mean, sacks. it does feel like their Overrated. their defensive line has been like this forever. I don't know why it just like it, it feels they have like the fewest sacks in the last <laughs> the whole Falcons blowing yeah. leads meme is because they have had the worst pass rush for a decade. Yeah. 
I definitely can see them taking a defensive lineman. I don't. I'm not as convinced on the Bijan thing. I don't know. It just it, that would it be doesn't. Awesome. It would be awesome. It would be fun. But like, do you think? I don't know if they would take a skill player for the third straight year in the top ten. You know what I mean? I don't know. That's it's not really something you're point. supposed to do, but I feel like it still works. It's like when you're like not on the green and you decide to putt anyway. You know, and you're like, listen, <laughs> your worst putt's your best. <laughs> the ball chip. goes in the hole. So ball like, goes in the hole. Yeah, yeah, like you know what yeah. I mean. Like, yeah. I can get it on the green putting the ball, and if I chip it, I could hit this yeah. thing into the lake. So I'm just gonna take Bijan Robinson because I'm gonna get it on the green. Aren't, right? Aren't there guys who have really weird putting form? Like they don't stand where they're supposed they do the to. Long, like, well, they have the long they, putter. Dude. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. That's Arthur waist. Smith. Where you're like, dude, this is <laughs> not good. how it's supposed to look, man. He's like, I don't care. Yeah. It works. And you're like, holy smokes, man, it works. And that's the Derrick Henry. That's the run-heavy approach. And that's why I think they're taking Bijan. That's a great one. So we get the Bears at nine. So they traded down from one. So they're sticking with Justin Fields, the quarterback, which is definitely the football version of laying up short instead of trying to go, like, just clear the water. This pick has to be a lineman. Like, it has to. Defense or offense or whatever. They have the worst defensive yeah. line in football, and they were dead last in sacks last year. And then both their offensive tackles were fifth rounders. So I, I just feel like they have to take a big guy. It's just like Peter Skaronsky, who is from Chicago and went to school in Chicago or someone else, which is always slap in the face when you could have a hometown guy and you don't <laughs> pick him. Yeah. Does anyone give a shit about that? Or do they just pick the better player? Does anyone care that he's from Chicago? Who cares? Oh, is he Chicago. Chicago is. Will? Oh, yeah, but I'm talking about the actual GM. Uh, and, oh, and no, the, no, the not at all. But the fans nah. do. Sure. Yeah. But like, remember when the yeah. Sixers took that guy whose mom worked for the Sixers and then immediately traded him away. And then that guy was way better. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, Bridges. Yeah, yeah. And then Bridges. Yeah. Like this oh no, great trust story. me. I remember. He's averaging like thirty <laughs> points per game for the Nets. I'm very aware. Who did they get instead? Was it Zaire Williams? Who they get? Zaire Smith from Zaire Texas Smith, Tech, right. who then discovered he had a nut allergy while a rookie for the Sixers, lost substantial weight, and was never heard from again. But I'm fine. Wow, that's the important <laughs> takeaway here. <laughs> It's gracious. I hate that team so much. <laughs> Sir, got to Speaking of teams, yeah. uh, Eagles, while we're in Philly, Philly Eagles are at 10. Go birds. This is the, the, the Eagles. I'm trying to think of the golf comp, Craig. They're, are they kind of like Shoffley? I guess they just won recently. I guess they're really the Rory because they, they, they won like five, six years ago and they're, they're back in the hunt firmly. But cornerback, D lineman, O lineman, right? I feel like the Eagles take expensive positions and just because and they lost half their defense. And I don't know, Solak, like you're the Eagles fan here. If you're the Eagles, you're at the 10th pick. Do you want one of the top two offensive linemen on the board? Do you want a second tier defensive lineman like a Nolan Smith uh, as an edge rusher? Or do you just want like a cornerback? Do you want like a Christian Gonzalez? Or do you want a Devin Witherspoon? What do you want to do? Corner. Absolutely corner. All the teams that we talked about that could go quarterback, Lions, Raiders, Falcons, are also teams that very realistically could go cornerback, right? And, and, Devon Witherspoon, the Illinois corner, who's a little bit lighter. We talked about him on yesterday's show. Had Maniac. His, his yeah, backup pro day today because he was, he was banged up for the actual Illinois pro day. Reportedly ran four fours on, on scouts' watches, which is good good time. People were worried he was going to be slower and hit slow plus light is really bad. So he, he saw a time for him. I think he's the, cor the first corner off the board. And then Christian Gonzalez, the Oregon corner, I think is the second corner off the board. I expect both of them to go top 10. I think Gonzalez makes more sense for how the Eagles like their players. Would not be surprised if that's the selection at all. But Darius Slay and James Bradbury, both of whom they got back this year, are both over 30. And the Eagles have no future at corner behind them. They're always going to be a premium position team. Even though Ty Roseman's never taken a corner early, I just think that's been more a 
circumstance than anything else. Uh, so corner to me makes a lot of sense. I would also say that they are a extremely likely trade back team at both 10 and at 30. Uh, but particularly at 10, this team just doesn't have a lot of starting jobs available. So they're not they're not going to force a pick unless they get like a Jalen Carter who falls to them, a Gonzalez who falls to them, something like that. Yeah, I think as we keep going here, I think the theme you just mentioned, there's a lot of teams that need the same stuff back to back. Like it, and we're gonna that's gonna be a theme. It's, there's gonna be trading trading up and down is gonna be a thing. Yeah, because there's a lot there's of people runs. where the people are, like we're, we're, I'm stepping on it later, but the like, Commanders and Steelers both need a tackle and a cornerback, and the Steelers are just stuck behind him. And there's just a lot of that. So next up, we have the Titans. All right. I think this is the the last stop for for either Will Levis or Bijan Robinson. I, I I don't know, maybe not Bijan, but at least Will Levis. I, I, can I do the Brian Windhorse fingers? <laughs> Brian yes. Tannehill still on this team. He's thirty four years old. Basically, last year of his deal. Last year ended on injured reserve, so it's got Tannehill, and the only other quarterback on the roster is Malik Willis, who, for all intents and purposes, is basically dead to Mike Vrabel. Vrabel <laughs> clearly hates this guy. Yeah, did not sign another quarterback in free agency. Just didn't <laughs> sign anybody. Now, why would that be? Why would that be <laughs> to have two quarterbacks, one of which you hate, one of which ended on IR, and you don't get a third? I would say it's either because you're going to take Will Levis at 11, you're going to trade up to three and get leapfrog your AFC South rival Colts, or you're just going to trade for Trey Lance because your GM came from the 49ers. Like, Ooh, I, I like that idea. It's got to be fun. one of those. Windhorse fingers is one of the most important memes to me. It's so useful. <laughs> <laughs> Why would that be? Uh, I really like the Trey Lance. The Trey Lance to Tennessee thing is a lot of fun. Um, I also, we neglected to talk about Lamar Jackson maybe being a Falcon. Um, but that's another well, thing. They said that, they're not interested. Well, whatever. They can say a lot of shit. Um, I, yeah, I, the, I think the, they're not interested. He's like, yeah, well, they're liars and I don't respect them. Just wish they weren't such liars. Um, the Titans. So whenever I think about the Titans, I think about how Mike Vrabel won a power struggle with the GM and got the GM fired and how much he hates Traylon Burks and Malik Willis. And maybe Traylon Burks and Malik Willis picks in particular are the reason that Vrabel got uh what's his face fired i can't remember they were off the john top robinson of my head. yes john robinson um and so yes the willis thing the trailing burks thing it, it to me it's just like watching the titans all last year it just felt like the coach hated his players <laughs> so pick out the guy who you think mike vrabel is gonna like here that's that's who they're gonna pick um i could definitely see i could definitely see will levis being a variable guy like football guys you know what i mean like i don't know that just does make a lot of sense to me this is a man who needs a new driver he's got old clubs you know he's blaming <laughs> it on the clubs yeah needs a refresh go get some callaways some fresh ones yeah just been playing with just bad stuff yeah some hand-me-downs from your dad you're like dad this is a graphite driver from 1998 i can't be hitting this anymore it's a flex shaft it doesn't even you can't swing too hard Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Texans are picking 12th. This is kind of like the guy who like sucks and is like, what should I practice? And you're like, dude, anything would help. Literally anything. It's like if they take a quarterback at two. <laughs> receiver, sure. Lesson. Yeah, just, yeah. Just get a Make lesson. It, right. 
the Texans don't know, like, however, like, I've, I've swung a golf club once in my life, and they're like, don't bring your hips with you, but then turn them when they come and keep tension in your back. Like, the Texans <laughs> need that lesson. Which is like, how do you swing this club? How, do, how does being a football team work? It's all in the hips. <laughs> Just easing the tension, baby. Uh, <laughs> well, ease it on somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> this is turning into the Happy Gilmore episode. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> I'm okay with it. All right. 13th are the Jets. The Jets got to take a tackle. Like, there's four tackles that I think they could take here, whether it's Skaronsky or Paris Johnson from Ohio State, Darnell Wright, Broderick Jones. It, I, I, I cannot envision the Jets passing on any of those four people. If Aaron Rodgers was the GM of the Jets, what would he pick? What, what would Aaron Rodgers want them to take? Uh, I think Broderick Jones is the youngest, and therefore his mind is the most malleable. <laughs> right? Most susceptible. Who's going to be the most naive and susceptible to, to conspiracy theories? That's who we're going to go Fall into his cult? <laughs> This is not a bit, by the way, like Jordan Love told a, I can't remember if it was a podcast or a TV show that as soon as he it was, was drafted, Brett Hundley. Sorry. Yes, you're Brett right. Hundley, it was yeah. Brett Hundley. As soon as he was drafted, Aaron Rodgers was like, Hey, what do you think about? I don't even know what it was. There was like, 9-11 or something. I can't even remember like what, <laughs> what the conspiracy theory yeah. was. Hey, what, do, was what do you think of the 9-11 thing? <laughs> like yeah. that was the first thing he said to him. So He's everyone like, thinks hey, what, we're being mean to Aaron really Rodgers. in our tap water, Brett? <laughs> so we just need to go through the youtube search histories of all the tackles for the jets and we'll just figure out who's going to go first he's like brett let me introduce you to a little show called info wars (laughs) step into my office this is the first thing we're talking about (laughs) you need some brain octane pills i got a bunch (laughs) in the back Oh, anyway, we got to take a break for the ringer fantasy football show brought to you by brain octane pills (laughs) What okay, show? Page, <laughs> well, I, I didn't want yeah. If I said NFL draft, it felt like I was roping you in with that select. <laughs> I was. I'm, I accept being in that bit. That was a good bit. Can I ask a question about the oh, Jets? Yeah, yeah. If they don't take a tackle, what do we think it's going to be? Because I've been, I've been yeah. definitely mock drafting them tackles because it is a very big need, obviously. But what if they actually really believe right. in like Mackay Beckton or whatever? Like we don't exactly know that, what's going that on. That someone else's brain has been replaced. Sure. Um, but no, I mean, they need a Listen. safety really badly, but they have the second rounder from the Browns. The, the Mackay Becton Instagram photos right now, I've got it's me feeling good. a certain way. I'm ready. Starting week one. <laughs> yeah. They're, but like, it's weird because like they could and very well should take a tackle, but they also have like a lot of guys who can be the tackle, right? They have already in the building Mackay Becton, Dwayne Brown, Max Mitchell, and Elijah Vera Tucker. Like mm-hmm. they have four hypothetical tackles. Does that equal, equal two real tackles? Probably not, but it sure is Dwayne tempting Brown's to feel 37. that way. He'll be 38 for week one. And then their other court, yeah. their other tackle has been unable to play because his kneecaps don't work properly. So yes. I just, I don't and, know. I'm Details. just saying there's a lot of dudes on the depth chart who like this front office has went and acquired and as at one time or another has had a degree of belief in. And sometimes people just stay. All right, we have like enough bodies here. We don't want to add another body. We don't want to carry another spot in the 53 man roster. To which point I could see yeah, like safety. I can see Brian Branch being a pick here where they, they get Branch. You can both play the safety for the mega player uh, in the nickel, right? That's the safety corner nickel player out of Alabama. Um, and then I I don't think wide receiver is completely out of the question because I don't think yeah. for all of their talking that they're actually committed to Corey Davis. And a receiver room of no. Garrett Wilson, Alan Lazard, and McCall Hardman is not like actually thrilling. So I don't think right. pass catcher is outside of the realm of possibility as well. 
It would be a nice fuck you to the Packers to just immediately take a wide receiver in the first round. Oh, I think the Packers are taking a first round wide receiver with my whole heart. I believe (laughs) it in, in, in complete fullness that they will do whatever they can. They'll be dra- they, they draft that eighth receiver off the board if they need to. Just getting a first-round pass catcher the year you get rid of Rodgers, it's got to happen. <laughs> They're coming awesome. up here. All right, Patriots are at 14. I'm not going to pretend to know what Bill Belichick wants. They need. They probably need a tackle. They could use a cornerback. They could use a pass rusher. If we were to believe Bill Belichick wants with the top player on his board, it's Bijan Rob. Like, this is the real backstop for Bijan, right? Like, I kind of don't think... There's no way at the 14th pick he won't be the highest player on the Patriots board, right? I want to say it was Jeff Howe of The Athletic who had to say, like, hey, like, don't rule out running back. And then I think Lance Zerline had Bijan in his mock. Like, mm-hmm. there is a lot of running back to the Patriots smoke right now. Even if it's not Bijan, they love Alabama kids. They love Alabama backs. They love pass catching backs. May I introduce you to Jameer Gibbs as well, a, that would as be a funny. nice little fit. All right, Packers are at 15. I, so, so, yeah. So the Packers have used 11 of their last 12 first rounders on defenders. It would be really funny if they trade Aaron Rodgers and then immediately draft a receiver or a tight end. I firmly and fully believe it will happen. They haven't taken a pass catcher in the first round in 20 years. I mean, their depth chart is pretty rough. No time like the present. I think the only receivers they have taken before the sixth round are two players that they took last year Christian Watson, the second, and then. Romeo Dobbs in the fourth. And those are the only players they have that were not six Let's rounders. Let's play a game. Can, there's five Packers wide receivers. Two jargons and a lie? You, Packers receivers? Can any yeah. of you just na- just name as many Packers wide receivers as you can? There's five on the roster right now. Samari Christian Touré. Dubs, Samari Touré. Romeo Dubs. Or Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs, Samari Touré. Um, oh! These are two people I've never heard of. Can you tell me the schools they're from? Quick Google search. One of them is from Rutgers? Oh, 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 oh. Bo Melton. That's correct. Yes. And the other one played at Idaho. Pass. <laughs> That's old Jeff Cotton. No way his name's Cotton. So yeah, not great. Jeff Cotton. What an incredible name. The thing with the Packers and the like the wide receiver jokes is as funny as they are, like, it also makes sense because when you have Aaron Rodgers, you don't necessarily need to bring in top receiver talent. You don't need to buttress the passing offense with that. It's going to be a good passing offense because you have Aaron Rodgers. Well, right. when you have a young quarterback like Jordan Love, he kind of needs the talent more. And so, like, well, it is a good meme. It, it also is like defensible logic, which gives the Packers great <laughs> cover PR wise yeah. to just go ahead and do it. Yeah. Michael Mayer, Dalton Kincaid, Jackson Smith and Jigbo, whatever, whoever's there, I think would be it, it's the right pick. All right. Commanders are at 16. Um, is Jeff Bezos draft eligible? For talking about team needs, hey, yeah, are, are they going to have a new owner by the time the draft starts? Is a is a huge variable, huge domino that's going to fall. What are we thinking? I think there there is a new owner by mid May. I don't know if it's mm. the draft because the draft's April twenty seventh to like the twenty ninth or whatever. But I do think by mid May there's new. That's why I don't think they're going to take a quarterback because that's a new owner thing. Yeah. But so Sam, I do think Sam Howell plays. It's, they need cornerback and tackle like so many of the teams. I just they can go whichever they don't. They did in free agency. They made it so that they don't need either, but yeah, I think this is a quarterback or tackle here. Yeah. To me, they're the, they're the Lamar team. They're going to get the new owner. The new owner is not oh. going to care about pissing off the other owners. They're going to get Lamar. They're going to pass on quarterback. They're going to get an offensive lineman or very sneaky pass rusher because they have to pay one of the two of Montez Sweat and Chase Young. And right now they ain't paying Chase Young, they're paying Montez Sweat. Uh, mm. Just because in terms of availability, uh, I would not be surprised to see defensive line, the the edge rush get added to nickel corner as well. Brian Branch is a great fit for the commanders. 
You think you think a new owner is going to come in, get approved by the other owners, and then immediately just screw over the other <laughs> just owners? Just immediately start doing just fully, guaranteed fully guaranteed contracts. Deal? That would be funny. Heck yeah, absolutely yes. He, he like, make a splash. It's not. It's not that he's invulnerable. It's that like when new owners arrive, they make splashes. That's what they do, right? The the Broncos guys arrived and they got rid of of, of Nate Hackett and they gave huge money to Sean Payton. Tepper took over the Panthers. We're going to build a new facility. No, we're not going to build a new facility. Matt Rule, seven years. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, new owners show up and they got money and they got time. They got energy. Uh, and so to me, like, the Lamar situation makes a lot of sense for, for, for a new ownership in Washington. Craig, we got the Steelers on the clock at 17 and they need exactly what Washington needs with a tackle and a quarterback. But I feel like you guys need a, a tackle really badly. Who do you want to fall here? Uh, listen, I'm not going to pretend to have an opinion on the tackles. So <laughs> just give me a tackle, whichever one you think is best. I want to tackle over anything else. Well, is it, a, is it an insult if they pass on Joey Porter Jr.? I actually think every mock draft, people are afraid to have the Steelers not take Joey Porter Jr. Because it's like an insult. But then if you give the Steelers Joey Porter Jr., it looks like you did that on purpose. So... I'm wondering, is Joey Porter Jr. actually a top 17 guy or are we all doing that because we're afraid that the Steelers would pass on him? I think he is a top 17 guy. He's good. It would be pretty sick. The longest arms. I'm just looking at a picture of him right now. The longest arms I've ever seen. Pockets on his knees, man. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, like, I will not. They could have Jalen Ramsey and Trevon Diggs as their starting corners. And if they took Joey Porter Jr., I'd be like, that's a good pick. That's a good culture pick. That makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) You know, just like. I, I, I couldn't possibly be more fine with it. Also, don't you guys think that the guy who goes 32nd overall, because the Steelers have the 32nd pick, but it's the first pick of the second round, he should be considered a first rounder. In his own mind, no. that player who gets picked 32nd. He's oh, the 32nd sure. player. Yeah. In, 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 in his option. mind, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Like, I think he should be able to say, I was a, I was a first round pick. He went 32nd. I was a top 32 <laughs> selection. <laughs> yeah. I still can't experience. believe you guys flipped Chase Claypool and got the 32nd pick in the draft. Yeah, screw you, man. Actually, Steelers have three picks in the top fifty. It's pretty amazing. I think the Steelers are gonna have. I'm the only person the in the world the... who still believes in Chase Chase Claypool. I think uh, DK. Hello, <laughs> nice Craig. Let's you. talk. Let's sidebar. Let's talk about it later. I haven't sold an ounce of my stock. <laughs> okay, <All right>. here's <laughs> Lions are at eight. The Lions are at eighteenth. We, uh, we already talked to them, but it's the same thing. It's like they probably still need defense, or they could get like a large pass catcher uh, if they wanted one. They're probably the only team in the NFL that I'm like, yeah, they're they don't really need a lineman. Like on offense, but mm-hmm. they can get whatever. The Bucks are at 19. I think this is the break glass in case of emergency Will Levis spot. Like, I think this is the farthest Will Levis could possibly fall. They have Baker Mayfield there on like pseudo backup starter money. And then if no quarterback here, I think this is also like another offensive tackle spot because they don't have Donovan Smith, yeah. the left tackle. And I feel like if they don't get one in the draft, they could just bring him back. But like, this to me feels like another third spot for one of those things. You're not a big uh, Kyle Trask believer? I got to tell you, I don't. It's the Mad Men thing. It's I don't think about Kyle Trask at all. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. What is this team going to do? This team was has a lot of really good players on it, and they're just going to play with Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask? What are they going to do? They can't do that. <laughs> they're going to do it. They're the one I mean, who's game they, they can't sense. do that. This isn't allowed. They, this is batshit crazy to me that they're just, they're just abandoning quarterback, and they're just throwing the season away. Trade well, DK up. Said this, Will Levis, do something. The NFC South is like running from a bear. It's like, you don't have to be faster than the bear, just faster than your three dumb, slow friends at the <laughs> NFC South. And yeah. it's like, it's it's a little, it's ins- it's kind of honestly like they're waiting for Tom Brady to change his mind again. They're literally like on the off chance Tom Brady does want to come back. We're going to come back to Tampa Bay players. though. I, I think if he has no other options and wants to play football, they kept the door open. I kind of oh think that's God. half what they were doing. 
if you guys had to guess right now, who is going to, who is going to start the most games for the Bucks this season? Is it, is your pick Baker Mayfield? Yeah. Ah, <sighs> Or Brady. Know. Yeah. That feels improbable to me. That just feels there's no way that it Baker Mike Mayfield's Evans gonna start like is going to get games. so mad at Baker Mayfield. It's going to be unbelievable. <laughs> oh my God. It's they're not going to work. They're going to come to blows. They're doing. Yeah. All right, DK, your Seahawks are back on the board at 20. And mm. let's, if you take a defender at five, they're trading if, back. Yeah. They're trading back for sure. Back. All right. <laughs> That's what moving I'm on. Say. 21. Yeah. Chargers are 21. This is like wide receiver, is, wide receiver, wide receiver. Speed. Someone who can run faster than like traffic in Los Angeles around like 5 p.m. Get Herbert a driver. He needs those distance balls, you know, like the the, the titleist balls that like yes. you hit for distance. That's what he needs Well, the, <laughs> yeah, to, to bring it back to golf. Mm-hmm. Well, the charges, the ju- it's like Justin Herbert having the like the maybe the best arm in the NFL with the slowest group of people around him is honestly like the person. Yeah, it's like the person, you know, who drives the furthest using like practice balls from the range. Like can we get this guy some like Pro V ones. It's like you're giving Rory McIlroy like a wooden driver, like Bryson DeChambeau, yeah. a wooden driver. It's like, get him something that he can actually work with here. Please get them safe flowers or whatever. These tortured golf metaphors are so good. It's true, though. <laughs> I'm loving it. Ravens at 22. I, I, well, I mean, it's kind of What do we do with the Ravens? What do we do with the Ravens? Have Lamar? Just assume. <laughs> I, I mean, I, it's, I, it's, it's weird. Let's do I, both. Let, if they don't have Lamar, what do you think? They, what do we think they do? And if they do have Lamar, what do we think they do? Well, I think the irony is that they don't won't know when they do the pick. But it, it, if they think that they're gonna have to get rid of Lamar, maybe they trade up. But I kind of think they're gonna have Lamar. A better receiver. You know, their second receiver right now is Nelson Aguilar. That'd be super tight if that wasn't the case. Oh, I they also just that lost up. a bunch of people on defense. <laughs> uh, so I think they could. I think this is a place like Deontay Banks, who's you know, from Maryland. So obviously very close to Baltimore. Um, My son. But if he makes it that far, but also just an edge rusher, I don't know. Nelson Aguilar being a starting receiver for the Ravens is kind of funny. They need to, they need to draft a receiver for the love of God, draft a receiver, please. They like, we are talking about talking about teams in similar positions with similar needs. You have this run with the chargers, the Vikings and the Ravens where it's just yeah. like, Hey, that could be a Zay Flowers team. Ooh, look, that's a Zay Flowers. Oh, hey, and and Zay Flowers right here could maybe like if Zay well, does not go, if Zay's available before these three picks and doesn't go, I will be flabbergasted. So we can we can bucket all these together. Chargers, Ravens, Vikings. They all pretty much kind of need a receiver or a cornerback, kind of really badly. Like even look at the Vikings. So Adam Thielen left and Hawkinson's the two, but like Jalen Naylor right now would be the starting receiver for Minnesota. Jalen Naylor has what about receiver- KJ Osborne, Osborne and Naylor. It depends how you look at it, but like either way, he'd still be a starting and like a three receiver set. And it's like Naylor has fewer yards in all four years of college and his rookie year combined than Justin Jefferson did last year. So you sold your Jalen Rager stock. I, I take it. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. Listen, he in a Chase Claypool house should not throw stones there, Chief. That's true. But the Vikings, the Vikings also don't have a cornerback who plays that. They have one quarterback who actually has played on the outside. So like the Vikings need a quarterback or receiver. The the Ravens probably need a cornerback or receiver. And then the Jaguars. Can I give you guys a weird stat about the Jaguars? The the Jaguars defense had the same number of quarterback pressures as the Eagles. They literally both had really? the same amount. But the Eagles had 70 sacks and had the most in the league, and the Jaguars were 25th in the NFL. They had half as many sacks as Philadelphia with the same number of Just Can't finish. Can't close. So, no. Yeah. Trayvon <laughs> Walker, baby, no just putts. getting to the, the peak of the pocket and having no idea what to do <laughs> afterwards. King. They can't putt. That one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. 
Yeah, so play. I do think the Jaguars take either like a cornerback, so the quarterback holds the ball longer, or a pass rusher. Uh, or do you know they also have 10 receivers on the roster and only one is over 200 pounds? <laughs> I'm fine. This is that. a bad draft to fix that. Be, yeah, I was going to say, this is going to be a problem because there's like two guys that weigh over 200 pounds in the draft. Um, that is a, that's an, a hilarious stat. So I'm just looking at this. Calvin Ridley, Zay Jones, Kirk, Christian Kirk, Tim Jones, Kendrick Pryor, Jamal Agnew. Some, who are these Did guys? Did you make up Tim Jones? That's not real. <laughs> I've heard of him. It's the all flat Stanley team. Um, Seth Williams is a receiver on this team. He's, he's actually big. Sounds like a Jewish cousin of mine. <laughs> There's no way that Seth Williams is a receiver. Uh, yeah, it's true though. Like I, 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 I'm interested where in this stretch, like Dalton Kincaid and them go. Cause at some point the tight ends just are going to be the big receivers, but giants are at 25. They're another team that kind of needs a pass catcher or cornerback. Like it, I mean, they could use a guard or something, but I think there's like a real stretch here. Um, also, I was wondering if you guys, I'm not biased, but or I'm not objective, but Brian Branch seems like mm-hmm. a very Wink Martindale defensive back. And is that a reach? No, not at all. I, Branch, outside of the top 20 to me, is, is is really nice value. The other player, defensive player to me, that's an extreme Wink Martindale player, reminds me of Ravens, like like the guy the Ravens would take, and is a position of needed off-ball linebacker is Drew Sanders, the linebacker out of, out of Arkansas. To me, that is a home run pick for the Giants in terms of a player who can play a Michael Parsons-esque role. Off-ball linebacker, put him on the edge, and he's a legitimate player in both directions, right? He, he can he can drop and cover, and then he can actually rush off the edge and, and generate rush uh, pressure for his own. Talk about Bijan to the Falcons. Pretty much every opportunity I get mocking-wise, I put Drew Sanders to the Giants. I love that pick. This is the this is the area of the draft, too, where you start getting some randos. You know what I mean? Like guys that weren't expected to be first-rounders. Uh, the Cole, Cole Strange. Strange, the Cole Strange pick, Nuga. Um, so this is where we start to talk about teams like don't have anybody left on their board that has a first round grade, so they just like take some random guy. And this happens all the time in the Masters. Yeah. I'm going to keep straining the golf metaphors, and there's just like a random guy, like Sam <laughs> Bennett's in the top ten on Saturday, and you're like, literally, who is that? This who is Joe Damon? Masters. Yeah, exactly. Cowboys are 26. They don't need anything. It's kind of fun to think that they would just take like Dalton Kincaid or Michael Mayer. Oh my god! I Dalton love Schultz left. I love the idea of Kincaid on the on the Cowboys. That would be so much fun because Dak just loves to target his tight ends. Are you, is Dallas kind of like Dustin Johnson, where they won a lot, but it kind of low key was a long time ago, and now they're just kind of riding on their laurels? Whoa, whoa! Or maybe they're more like Brooks Kepka, existential crisis. The Cowboys are the team most likely to join Live. That's for sure. That's. <laughs> 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 the Cowboys are, Bills are at 27 I feel like they just need to not have Cole Beasley catching passes in a playoff game again that is was he bad. still on their roster yeah. have you guys seen oh Brandon God. Bean the general manager of the Bills just doing it feels like he's doing this like public tour begging Josh Allen to not run this year oh yeah I have heard some of these he just keeps bringing yeah. it up. every interview Brandon Bean does he's like yeah we just really want to convince Josh like you know in the beginning of his career it was you know, not just going for a home run every time, but just taking the check down. Now it's, you know, you can, you can go down. And he just, every interview is like, yeah, you know, you can't just keep up that style over and over. And it's like, you want to solve the problem, Brandon, get a running game, get a back. You can give the football too. Well, that's what I was going to say. Dude, they've been, they've been desperately trying so hard to get pass catching back. So Josh Allen will just dump it off to the running backs. (laughs) Like, they really tried to get J.D. McKissick. They went and uh, drafted James Cook. They 
traded for Naheem Hines. They're probably going to draft a Jameer, Jameer Gibbs in this draft class. Like they're just trying so desperately to get him just to dump the ball off so he doesn't take hits and doesn't run. But so it's Josh Allen is Brooks Kepka. Or no, sorry, he's uh, Bryson. Right. Who's the guy where people people put the the drives of him up and they're like, look at this guy drive the ball. Is that Bryson? Happy Gilmore. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. yeah Happy Gilmore. That's, that's Happy, Josh Bryson Allen and the Bills like, for sure. Bryson DeChambeau is like if Happy Gilmore wasn't fun or cool, but really wanted to be. Yeah, because Bryson DeChambeau is like if Happy Gilmore was really into analytics and it sucks. <laughs> 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 Happy Gilmore. Just uh, who played? Who played Happy Gilmore? Whatever that guy's name. Adam is. Sandler. Adam, Adam, the, yeah, Adam Sandler. Just Adam Sandler for two hours, being like, "Well, if you look at like over the course of ten years, performance on major fields, and it's like this is not. It's a comedy movie, man. They can't yeah. be talking about it like this. <laughs> that is exactly. <laughs> this is like, we don't want, want to have. We don't want to hang out with you, man. No, 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 no it's not as cool. Um. The Bills are best offensive weapon available, in my opinion. Or yeah, yeah, Drew Sanders, if Drew Sanders is still there, and they want to do another supersized Mike linebacker after the Tremaine Edmonds experience. Oh, Jack Campbell is another guy that keeps getting connected to the Bills. If Jack Campbell goes round one, I'll eat my hat. <laughs> yes. Okay. Let's let's save this moment. Save this clip because I'm excited for this now. I'm rooting for Jack this. Jack Campbell. Do Kendrick I give a spiel? Want to let us all in a little secret on who Jack Campbell is? Or Jack Campbell's a linebacker out of Iowa. If this were I think Jack Campbell's top ten at the Masters right now. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Firstly, Jack Campbell looks like he's forty. All right. Secondly, if Jack Campbell, Perfect. if this were nineteen twenty three, Jack Campbell would be a top two pick, no problem. Uh, this is just a, a real big thumper. If football were played on a five yard by five yard box, Jack Campbell would be the next. I don't know. His tie's really like, offset be- in this picture on the Iowa <laughs> website. It's really bothering me. Yeah, great old school name too. Yeah, Jack Campbell. Right. Anytime football starts happening behind Jack Campbell, Jack Campbell gets a little bit overwhelmed, which is tough because a lot of NFL football happens behind linebackers. I think like there are a few guys. Lucas Van Ness, his teammate at at Iowa, Kalaja Kansi, even tackle at Pitt, Hendon Hooker. The, the quarterback out of Tennessee. These are some of the guys that get like late round one hype that I just would not touch with a 10 foot pole. I just wouldn't be interested in it. Uh, Craig, Campbell to the Bills would stun me. Can you pull up Cloyce uh, Box's roster that he was on back in the day and tell me if there was a Jack Campbell on that team? There almost I'm, certainly was. Sure. <laughs> <It has to be. laughs> There's two Jack Campbells, one on offense, one on defense. So like we had a whole thing where there's a guy named Cloyce Box on the Lions. And he also oh, owns the parts. mansion that they filmed. Uh, <laughs> Dallas. What was the show again? Dallas. Dallas. Yeah. And that's Dallas. Cloyce Box. I'm just, I'm back on the Cloyce Box thing again. <laughs> His picture on Wikipedia is a painting. How do I spell Cloyce Box? <laughs> oh, I, I got it first try. I got it first try. <laughs> I'm looking at the roster in 1952 when he was all pro. Who we got? Dick Flanagan. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's essentially it. Jack Campbell. <laughs> yeah, close enough. <laughs> what else do we got? Poise. We, we, we have a guy named Yale Larry. Is his name. That's <laughs> <laughs> backwards. Flip that, John. That's not there's right. A guy named, there's a guy named Dorn Dibble. Dude, there's a guy named Jug Gerard. Jug. Oh, no this is this is a psyop. Somebody's making this up. There's no way this is real. Oh my god, is that his actual Christian name? He was baptized Thurman Jug. McGraw. These are unbelievable. What's Cloyce? I have Jim never, David? never, never heard of a Cloyce. Oh, so every like one it. of these guys was a, was a World War II hero. Killed a bunch of Nazis. Came home. Became a billionaire by 
creating their own Yo, cement there company. There is a Campbell, Stan Campbell. Stan Campbell. Went to oh, Iowa Stan. State. <laughs> he's, 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 he's Jack Campbell's great grandfather. I've no Dude, doubt. He's got to be. TK, Sonic there's a guy ND. named Don Dahl. <laughs> what? What? Bob what? Smith. Oh my God, these names are just amazing to me. Don Dahl? Gene yep. Gedman. Oh, Bob so Smith. Incredible. <laughs> also went to Iowa. All these guys went to Iowa. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Anyway, Jack Campbell. Yeah. Jack First Campbell. Round. Cincinnati Bengals 28th. Honestly, they're kind of so, I feel, again, Cowboys, Bills, Bengals, like they're kind of well-rounded. They could just use another pass catcher would be sick. Like the Bengals getting They've a tight end would be awesome. They never had a good tight end for Burrow. They need to get Burrow a tight end. It would yeah, be kind of insane if yeah. like Michael Mayer, like a very cool tight end fell to the Bengals and they just had Chase Higgins and like Michael Mayer. I love, I love this spot for Dalton Kincaid. I think it's Ooh. a great, Mayer would be good because he'd bring more blocking and they're kind of checking out the running game and investing in that a little bit. But Dalton Kincaid, man, his ability up the seam with how well Burrow likes to throw those balls against against cover two, like mm, it's, now we're cooking. That yeah, we're cooking with real gas. You go T Higgins, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, and, and Dalton Kincaid. That's that's probably if K, Kincaid is what we think he is. That's probably just the best group of pass catchers in the NFL period, which is extremely yeah. fun. I also think this is a very sneaky Jamar uh, Jameer Gibbs team, mm. depending on like yeah, I was you know. Say. Oh how wow! I'm ranked or whatever, but like I said, investment in the running game. I think Gibbs is just like Gibbs looks to me like a like a you know pick twenty five to forty running back. Like he's that level of a talent, and then it's not a very good class. I think it pushes him up. I think the Bengals right now have Joe Mixon with one year left on his deal. They apparently thought about cutting him. They're not going to pick up his fifth year option. It's thirteen million dollars. Like they are. Like I, I, I absolutely see them being a potential running back team, and this is a good spot for Gibbs. Bijan's getting some Cincy love right now, too. Like, if if Bijan somehow falls this far, Cincinnati is the spot. Saints are at 29. Um, they could use a defensive lineman because four of their five defensive linemen right. by snaps left, so that would be cool. Tough. And then also, Michael Thomas is hurt again, which, what's with that guy? <laughs> again? Wait, Michael Thomas got hurt, again. like, recently? I, no, he's just not 100% for the... Oh, okay. For seven, I was about to it's like, like, there's no way. Dude, Michael Thomas has like been hurt, and it's like the way that people describe their kids. Oh yeah, he's he's forty eight months. Like Michael Thomas has been hurt for the last forty eight months. I don't. I, he, there's. No- it, it's like how often Calvin is sick. That's how often <laughs> Michael yeah. Thomas is hurt. It's like every two weeks. I'm like, what? He the twisted Saints, what now? The Saints restructuring. The Saints restructuring Michael Thomas's deal at the end of the season, such that he had an enormous cap hit in 2023 such as to then force them into a subsequent new restructure or to cut him is just the most irresponsible, ridiculous, absurd, invulnerable behavior a team could possibly do. And it's all for like a wide receiver approaching 30 who hasn't been healthy in four years. It's unbelievable. Anyway, love Slant Boy. No one ever seems to know what's going on with him either. Like every time you hear anybody talk about him. How much will he go for this year in auction drafts? Genuinely, will he go for $1 and no more? Like three. $3. $3. Yeah, it's like, it's like you right. bid and then someone else bids and the person who nominated and bids a third time. Yeah, and fuck like, I'm sick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or he goes for 12 because someone's like, no, this is the year. Because someone this remembers 48 months Someone gave ago up fantasy football during the pandemic and they check in and like, Michael Thomas is available? <laughs> it's got like 30 balls. Uh, ben, your Eagles are picking again at 30. Uh, is it even worth Go discussing birds. this or are you trading out of this pick? I would put the chance that they trade out of the pick at like 80. 85%. Um, if they don't go corner at the first pick, though, this is a good spot for the next corner run. Uh, Deontay Banks uh, out of Maryland. Uh, Keely Ringo out of Georgia. 
uh, Cam Smith out of South Carolina. Uh, three players that I think they would like at this spot. Clark Phillips out of Utah, in my opinion, is also worth this this value, but he's really small. I don't think they're going to take him. He's too small. So this is a good spot for that second run on corners. And I I do think that we could very well see a run on corners late as well. Talked a lot about the uh, uh, the Bengals and the Bills. Bengals right now really thin at the corner position. Eli Apple still a question mark. And then the Bills, obviously, like, you know, did the Kyrie Elam thing, did the Christian Benford thing. Trey White came back last year, but he wasn't like 100%. He never seemed to back to his full self. There's still uncertainty for them at corner uh, as well on the outside. And so you can see a, a run here on outside corners, which the Eagles could very well participate in. Chiefs are at 31. And again, because the Dolphins gave up their, well, the Dolphins didn't give it up. They forfeited it because they try to get Tom Brady like by their team in a scheme. It's a plot. Uh, it's a plot. The Chiefs are of the last pick at 31. Is there like a hole at the Masters that everybody comes in under, like everybody birdies because they're like really good at it? Uh, I don't no, exactly really know. I know there's a, there's the very hard hole, which is 13, right? Amen corner, right. baby. Yeah. Yeah. The very hard hole is the Patriots because the Patriots suck at drafting. The very easy hole is the Chiefs because like they could do literally anything and you'd look at the roster and be like, wow, Super Bowl contender. <laughs> they, they they had they had like four rookies playing in the secondary last year in February. That's illegal. You can't you can't do that. But they could like like I I like a Frank Clark replacement here. Will McDonald yeah. at Iowa State. Keon White out of Georgia Tech. I like uh, an off ball linebacker. Right side Drew Sanders. Jack Campbell. The guys that <laughs> the team around at that position. Rolled right. his eyes. I, yeah. I like Campbell. an interior defensive tackle here. I love a Keanu Benton out of Wisconsin at this pick. Mozzie Smith out of Michigan. I like at this pick. Uh, and then wide receiver still available for them yeah. to continue to improve upon and cycling young guys. Obviously, Kadarius Tony is going to have one of the starting spots locked down, but the rest of them are up for grabs. Obviously, uh, yes. Starting spot locked but, down for what? Like a like a half, three quarters yeah. of a game for for five <laughs> touches and two touchdowns. The, <laughs> five the touches, Kadarius two Tony touchdowns. Special. Yeah, only like nine hundred ninety five other snaps to fill. Yeah, it's just like hey, like we're gonna. We're gonna at least hit par at this hole, so why not? You know, say hit the seven iron off off the first hit. I mean, you can. It just doesn't matter. Nothing's real. We're gonna be fine. Yeah, I like I like receiver or edge rusher for them right there. I think that's the spot. My big takeaway from this exercise is that three of the top four teams in the draft need quarterbacks, and then you've got Seahawks, Lions, Raiders back to back to back. All kind of could go quarterback, but really need defenders. And then you've got this giant swath from like really 10 to 20 where all of the teams could basically use a tackle or a cornerback, almost all of them. <laughs> and then from like 20, the chargers at 21, the Ravens at 22, the Vikings 23 and the Jaguars 24 and the giants at 25 all could use a big receiver or cornerback. And I'm curious in a draft mm. where there's four, four or five good tackles, four or five good cornerbacks. And then like two, three big pass catchers two, depending on your count. There's like three. Three or four. Are we going to see a bunch of these smaller receivers fall out? Like, are we going to see more random people in the 20s when the quarterbacks and tackles are gone? Are we just going to see more chaos going on? Are more teams going to trade up? Is there anything that you think might happen because of how this is shook out? I think this is like even more than usual going to be a weird first round. Like, I know that we say that every year. Mm -hmm. it, it does feel like we say that every year. But this year in particular, I feel like there's no consensus on so many of these positions. There's no consensus on receiver other than I think a lot of people will acknowledge that JSN is really good. Uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Um, there's no real consensus on the tackle class, I would say, even. There's not a huge consensus on corners other than I think Witherspoon and Gonzalez are both highly rated. But other than after that, there's like 15 guys that all could go like in the first round. Um, 
So I think it's just very hard to like nail down what the NFL is thinking about this. I think more than usual, there's going to be some random, random guys going in the first round that no one's really expecting. And there's probably going to be, like you said, a lot of moving around. I'll tell you right now, Hen and Hooker round one hype. I think it's ludicrous, but I think there's a good shot. LSU edge rusher BJ Ojolari. I think there's a good shot. He goes in round one before a lot of the edges that we've talked about. Brought up Jameer Gibbs, thinks there's a good shot that he goes round one. Uh, uh, Luke Musgrave, the Oregon State tight end, would not surprise me if he goes round one. Would not surprise me if he goes before one of Kincaid or Mayer. Um, Anton Harrison, Oklahoma tackle. Osiris Torrance, Florida guard. Wouldn't be surprised if either, especially Torrance. I think Torrance is going to be a first-round pick for sure. He never gets talked about any of these mocks. He's the only guard. He's good. There's one good guard this year, and it's him. Somebody's going to draft a guard, man. It's, it's the offensive line. Like, like it, We're three weeks out, and I'll say the same thing I said at the top. I got no idea what's going on. No clue. <laughs> so yes, this is going to be a, a, a bananas draft relative to expectation. I think it's going to start with pick one. I don't think it's going to stop there. You guys want to do some emails? Email. Let's, let's do it. All right, we got an email on percentiles from Connor. 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 Oh, very much enjoyed the Passover episode. As a mathematician, I can confirm that oneth is not a thing, but zeroth or zeroeth, whatever, is in fact entirely correct technically nice. in the way that DK was using it. So you're batting 500. All right. What did I say? Once? Batting 500. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Also, we also asked you to email us in if you or any elders in your life claim to invent things. Holy shit. Email us during your fantasy football at gmail.com. That was a good prompt. Wait, did we get a lot? We got, oh. Oh, yeah, so we got a couple great ones. We got That's an email sick. from Chris. I had no idea. Email from Chris. Chris. It started because, uh, who was the, oh, Fran Tarkenton was like, I invented, invented scrambling. scrambling yeah. Chris says, my girlfriend's dad was a late 50s to 80s beach surfer guy in Southern California. He claims incessantly that he invented the word <laughs> dude. <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> uh, so good. He claims incessantly. I have followed up with Chris That's uh, so to funny. fact check this. Uh, what an incredible thing to claim! <laughs> Did you do any like research? Is this possible that he actually? No, I made Chris do it. Chris was like, "Can you fact check it?" I'm like, "How about you fact check it? Give me what you know, Chris, <laughs> and then we'll go from there." Yeah. Like, I'm just going to start this blindly. All right, we got an email from Alex. This is my wife's grandpa claims that he was working Alice. for the post office. Too many letters were being returned when people moved. So he invented the use of, quote, or current resident. <laughs> uh, oh, like, okay, well, firstly, firstly, okay. Or current resident comes so far below the bar of it's cool to have been the person who invented this. That's <laughs> yeah. just like a good convention of mail. I would like, I don't like, I don't, I I wouldn't be bragging about that one. I'm not probably. It's would, believable because no one wants it. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. If you're claiming that, I guess it's maybe true. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, you wouldn't make that up. You'd so this up, person's like, the reason I created stamps. Like that was all me, man. <laughs> That's why we have so much junk mail now. Is because of this it's person. Like, this guy. Uh, shout out Nikhil. He says I knew a kid in high school. His family Nikhil. was ridiculously wealthy, and I was told that it's because their grandfather invented the solo cup. What? <laughs> Which has huge I, mean girls like toaster strudel energy. I know. I wanna I wanna initiate a new prompt here. I, I love when like 
somebody's mom or dad invented like this random weird thing or somebody's grandparent and they're like super rich now. And it's like the most, like, it's like the coat hanger. If you know anybody right. who invented something like very simple and random, like the paperclip and that set up their family for generations of wealth, email us. Guys, My favorite is so interesting. Yeah. It's like email the last us at ringerfantasyfootball at gmail.com for weird fortunes. My favorite like, was the, the, the bread tab family. Cause there's the bread tabs are like the cheapest product oh. in the world. And there's only, there's not enough profit margin for competition, there's one company that makes all the bread tabs in like the world. It makes me so mad when I see that. Sometimes I just look around and I'm like, everything in here was invented and built by some company. (laughs) Yes. Craig, Craig, there's a a box of matches in my bathroom for obvious reasons. And it's sitting there right in front of my toilet. And it's just the Royal Oak Company. And it's like all they make are boxes of matches. And I'm like, They've been, this is like a 200 year old company that just literally just makes matches. That guy like, probably had the biggest mansion in 1862. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, like, seriously. It's even weirder to think like of it going forward. Like, going forward, you're like, oh my God, who's that kid? Like, oh, at Harvard, like, like oh, his great grandfather was fuck Jerry. He's a meme tycoon. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. the best like, thing to think about is the bread tab company meeting once a year and being like, any innovations on the bread tabs? <laughs> and everyone's nope. like, nope. All right, I'll catch you all next year. Keep doing great Run work, everyone. <laughs> yep. Like somebody in the back is like, what if we start doing purple? I'm like, shut up. We don't need more colors. We're fine. So, like, like, you know what, what we got? We'll cancel this meeting because we're wasting too much money on it. We can save money like, by not having this meeting. We've been making hundreds of bread tabs right now. <laughs> don't fix what ain't broke. <laughs> They just got to lobby against twist ties. Like that's their main, their, their only <laughs> they thing they do. The twist tie right. people. Right. Twist got, ties. Somebody's just got like a chart. It's like, again, like once per year, they're just like, here's where bread tabs are headed. And here's where twist ties are headed. <laughs> We're still leading folks. Like, Good work, everybody. Keep it up. It makes me I mad. Wish. It makes me mad that people are that rich based off those stupid things. God damn it. Anyway. All right. On that note. Thank you, DK. Thank you, Silk. Thank you, Craig. Thank you to everyone for listening. Go to nfldraft.theringer.com, scouting reports, mock drafts, team needs. Um, we have a whole actually interstitial on uh, the history of the bread tab. So check that out at nfldraft.theringer.com. Thank you to Austin for helping this episode. Thank you to Kai for producing this episode. Um, thank you to CBS. Please don't sue us for using that music. Thank you, Lauren. Lauren. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you, Black Keys. Nice. Oh, I love oh. Black Keys. I got a lot of keys. I think Love Black, Black keys, keys have one of the highest approval ratings of any band. I feel yeah. like nobody's like, I hate the Black Keys. They're just like such Little a likable sound. Black submarine. I'm away from you. I love that when Solik does no song, he sings the song. I really appreciate that. One time in college, they played at our basketball arena and people who didn't have tickets, including myself, would just go stand like right outside the arena and just listen because you could easily hear <laughs> for free. It's <laughs> just so in the parking lot tailgating. Uh, like the basketball arena is like in the middle of campus. So you could just like be on campus and just like sit there and just listen to the Black Keys. It was kind of nice. <laughs> my my college dorm room is outside the baseball stadium. And so I just kind of kept the window open and I just heard baseball outside. And I'm like, wow, I feel like Captain America, like the 40s. That's kind of cool. Baseball's a nice sport to kind of just hear in the background. All right, we talked about baseball. We gotta get out of here. Goodbye, everyone.